Blog Talk Radio. Controversial stuff, but it's all stuff that's true. I have Warren here with, with me as well. <coughs> Welcome to the show, Warren. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Been good. So anyhow, I'm going to start the show off tonight with uh, a little something Jerry shared with me today that I find to be very interesting and all true. You know, I've talked about social conditioning and programming in the past, and I've told people yeah. like how every Every generation, they add one little more baby step to their programming. And they've done this for neons now. Every generation, they'll add another step to it, and then another step to it, and another step to it, and another step to it. We didn't get where we're at overnight. We didn't get here by accident. Okay, so in 1919, in May of 1919, in Dusseldorf, Germany, Allied forces obtained a copy of the communist rules for revolution. Fifty years later, the Reds are still following these rules. Now, I know that people are first off are going to say, well, this is in Germany. Well, let me tell you something. This is more than in Germany. This has been going on all over the world. And you've been staring at this programming as long as you've been alive and you didn't even know you was. So I'm going to go on here, okay? A. Corrupt the young. Get them away from religion. Get them interested in sex. In sex. What's one of the major money makers in the United States? The sex industry. What do you find all over the internet? Porn. What does everybody think love is? Sex. Okay, now I'm going to go onward here. Yeah. Make them superficial. Destroy their ruggedness. Hmm, that's already happened. Everything's already superficial right in your face. Okay? Full of all means. A public thereby, one, get the people's minds off their government. Okay, what's the first two things that nobody ever wanted to talk about? For years and years now. Political topics, which is government and religion. So there you are. You got your mind off the government, right? By focusing their attention on athletics, sexy books, and plays, and other trivials. Well, there you are, athletics, sports, football, baseball, basketball, you name it. That's right. Sex, sexy books, porn, pornography. There we go again. Divide the people. Number two, divide the people into hostile groups by constantly harping on Controversial matters of no importance. Wow, how many times have we seen that? Hundreds and hundreds of times, haven't we? Yeah, you know. Exactly. Destroy the people's faith in their natural leaders by holding the letter, the ladder up to contempt. Okay? Ridicule, okay, and obloquy, or whatever you call that word. <laughs> O-B-L-O-Q-U-Y. But anyhow. <laughs> Always preach to Domino Creator 
but seize power as fast as ruthlessly as possible. That's right. Go after power as fast as possible. By encouraging government, okay, destroy its credit, produce fear of inflation. Haven't we produced fear of inflation over and over? Yes, we have. With raising prices and general discontent. Now, we've seen all that going on for a long time, haven't we, Warren? Yeah, you know. It's <laughs> okay. been going on. Exactly. Format unnecessary strikes in virtual industries. Encourage civil disorders. There you go. Encourage civil disorders. So you should. And that's what they're doing right now. I mean, I mean, if you look at the media right now, what are they doing? They're they're encouraging civil disorder, all this political correctness, and all this. You know, they they they, they you know they'll defend like their protected groups acting outrageously all the damn time. Like the media gets out there and defends. You know, all these violent hate organizations like feminism and Black Lives Matter and La Raza and all this other shit. I mean, you know, the liberal media will defend that shit and support it. Yeah. By suspicious argument, seven, yep, caused the breakdown of old moral virtues. Honesty, okay, sobriety, confidence, faith. Okay, pledged word and ruggedness. So, okay, now catch this again. So what you want to do now, what they did, number seven is by suspicious argument, cause the breakdown of morals, okay, honesty, okay, sobriety, and confidence. How does that, how does that work into our society, Warren? Hasn't all of them been destroyed? Yeah, you know, it's funny because us being Tiff Ellers, they always want to tell us about confidence, right? Most of people don't know what confidence is, man. They just use it because it's a loose term. But, I mean, yeah, we live in an immoral society, man. And, and you know, I mean, you know, it's like, it's almost like to use an analogy. If you've raised a bunch of kids to be sport growing up, right, they're not used to getting disciplined or not used to having their, their, you know, their, their bottom popped for doing wrong, you know, and then one day, you know, the, somebody decides, okay, you know, maybe, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to just act however decadent and fuck over whoever you want to. Maybe maybe you should be responsible for your behavior, you know. And now, uh, then that parent becomes, oh, well, he's a big doo-doo head, right? I'm not going to listen to him because he's not telling me what I want to hear. Well, that's our society right there, man. You know, when, uh, you know, when you point out, you know, the way our size behave, you know, they don't want to hear that. They you know, they know they're fucked up and they know they're decadent. They don't see a problem with that. And then that's, that's perfectly normal. And, you know, you're crazy and you're weird for having an issue with it. You know, so, you know, I mean, somehow, you know, they have the audacity to sit here again and say that, you know, if we say a society like there's a built on foundation of deceit and deception and lies, isn't going to be able to last. That becomes a conspiracy theory. You know, well, you know, I, I did a video today, and I gave it this name, and I broke it into the dating arena, because so many people have a problem still figuring out how New World Order and the political and everything they're fighting, how it would even involve the dating scene. They can't figure that out. It's above their IQ. 
When it's so well, you know what it is, man. People only want to see what they want to see, what they're willing to see. You know, I mean, a lot of these same people, yeah. especially in the truth movement, are able, to, they're willing to admit that the government's got a hand in literally everything else, man, from from advertisement to school to education to jobs to. Uh, you know, to what items are sold on the market, every little thing, every little thing is micromanaged. You have no problem admitting that, but somehow, magically, when it comes to the Dayton scene and shit, you know, oh, there's no way they could be possibly involved with that. Well, what do you think eugenics well, is? Well, Warren, hold on, let me go on a little further here. So I did a video today that's going to be. It just went live. It's up on one five three news dot net. Bill one two two four six zero my channel there. Like I told you, I'm not gonna be posting a lot up on YouTube anymore. This video went up over there. What I did was I gave you a couple of prime examples in your face, okay, of the breakdown of our society and the programming. So let me give you one example of the programming of the female mind. Now I'm not blaming the women no more than I'm blaming the men because. This has been going on forever, and it's all social engineering and programming that's happened to us. So here we go. We have two females that are, like, sort of dating one another. They're in prison. You know, it's a female prison, right? Yeah. And there's one female. She's 25 years old. She's in there, no less for murder. The guy who killed her boyfriend, she ran off with him. Huh. She wouldn't say anything. About it, other than she took off with the guy who killed her boyfriend. So now let's make sense out of that. She ran off with the guy who kills her boyfriend. So you already know she didn't love her boyfriend, or she wouldn't run with the guy that kills him. Which means most likely she was behind him being killed to begin with. Yeah. So she's so she's behind bars for this, and she's talking and she's laughing because she thinks this is funny. Now this part that's going to See, she you know my theory on Warren, let me finish. She picked out, okay, she picked out staff, workers that work in her prison, that she knows don't have nobody in their life that are unable to get a date. Now, catch this. She knew by looking at them, they were unable to get a date. Now, I talked about this in my video. We know this to be true. 80 to 85% of the female population chases after 15 to 20% of the men. That is no lie. That leaves staggering numbers of men that will never get nobody. So she caused these people that she picked out that are staffers, she caused them basically losers weak. She picked out the weak. They're unable to get somebody in their life. And she seduced this person, seduced them, and flirted with them and seduced them, and used them to get money because they're a staff worker in the prison. Now, because they gave her money, this is what she says. And her friend agreed. This person should be fired from their job because they helped her out and gave her money. This person should be fired from their job, and how dare them come into this prison thinking, lick on me when they have their freedom. Now, hold on. She's the one that seduced them. She's the one that come on to them, use them for money, 
to turn around and say, how dare them come into this and work here and think they're going to get a lick on me when they have freedom? When they have freedom, they're prisoners. Well, you know, I mean, well, let's put the, re- the reality is this. She's involved in killing her boyfriend. That's why she's in prison. She yeah. seduces she seduces the guard herself. She comes on to the guard, okay, uses the seducing tactics, picks out somebody she's confident that would be TFL, uses that as a ploy to get money, then crucifies them, says they should be fired from their job. And then Yeah, you know what happened, man? They can lick on she, me when I'm locked up. She set up the TFL, or she, she 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 set him up and used him a little bit to get to his money. And then once she got what she wanted from him, she she ditched him for the bad boy. Had the bad boy fucking come in and kill him, and then she ran off with the bad boy. Well, she's no, she's doing this while she's in prison. Now that may be why she's there from to begin with, because you got to realize the reason she's in prison is because she had. Her boyfriend was killed, and she ran off the, with the guy who killed her boyfriend. That's the yeah. reason she's in prison. So now while she's in prison, she seduces staff, prison. She knows this worker. You can understand this. In the female's prison and in the male's prison, in an all-male's prison, you actually have female guards. No lie. That's fact. In a man, in a women's plus male guards, okay. In a women's prison, you'll have female guards and male guards both. You will have employees that are male as well in a women's prison, okay. The same as in a men's prison, you have both genders in there working. So what she done is she picked out somebody. See, it's not an accident that you would have eighty, eighty-five percent of the female population chasing after ten to twenty percent of the men. That's not an accident. These women have been programmed by books, by magazines, by fascism, by media, you know, monitoring lingerie, by the media, by Hollywood. They've been yeah. programmed and they go after what they're programmed to like. So she picks out the weak guard who she knows ain't got somebody in their life at home. Uses him for money, seduces him, uses him for money, and then says he should be fired from his job. And attacks him. And blames him for her seducing him. Mm-hmm. So she's taking no accountability for any of her own doings. Of course. You know, because, because because no matter what a woman does, nothing's ever her fault. It's always somebody else's fault, right? That's what our society teaches them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now, in that same video, I also threw a guy in there. This was a guy who, when he got arrested, he spent 40 years abducting women, tying these women up, and he had this thing that he called was basically a, a spot that he built where he held them hostage and he raped them. And, I mean, you know, and he had all these sex torture things, and he raped and killed women. And he got by with it for almost 40 years. 
Now, I don't condone his actions. I don't agree with anything he did. But he's sick, okay? But so she. And why did I use them two examples? Because these are extreme cases. But this is how sick our society's become. Because TFL isn't an an accident. You know, you have lots and lots of men who live years without nobody in their life. And then for men that do get somebody in their life, you're taking a chance of having lots of drama and lots of hell. Because people don't know what love is. People don't want to treat each other anymore. You've had the cremation of care, which was another program that was brought into society. Did a really good job of taking people's care away from anybody cares about nobody. They don't care about themselves. And that's the root of the problem right there. That's really what it comes down to is is we live in a society where everybody's raised, because especially, too, when you factor in single mother households, okay, people are raised in this narcissistic, nihilistic society where where everybody for themselves, fuck everyone else, I got to get mine, you know, and nobody cares about anybody else. You know, and if they claim to half the time, they're just lying because, you know, lying's so normal in our society. I mean, you know, there's a normal lie, but nobody wants to be lied to, you know. So people claim to, I mean, you know, it's like you can't, you can't believe anything that comes out of anybody's mouth, even when they say that they mean well or they want to do good. Do they or are they just saying that, bro? Because, I mean, how do you know when they're lying and when they're telling the truth? Because lying became so fucking normal in our society, you can't believe anything that comes out of people's mouths. It's gotten that bad, yes, and Warren's correct. It has gotten that bad. You know, people don't even debate. People don't even debate to learn or to find solutions to an argument. They debate to win, even when they know they're wrong. They'll uh, they'll pull tactics to to knowingly defend a lie just to win. Uh, You know, that's why that's why I don't do a good even discuss this a lot of this shit with most people. Well, you know, Warren, it's like this: when they know they're lying, they've already lost. I don't give a shit how good of an argument they put up. A lie is a lie. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Okay, you know, so I don't care what they say. They didn't win nothing. The only thing they did was show that there's somebody that could never be trusted or believed. That they're a liar. They're a real liar. Then you got the other fucking, you got the other majority of people, you know. You know, Jerry is going to do this protest on the 14th of this month. And he's going to Newtown to do the protest. And I posted up a video, and I tried to get people to go along. If you could, if I could get even two or three people in my own state to meet somewhere, okay, to do the same thing here while he's doing it there. But you know how hard that is? Because all of these people are speaking out how they want the corruption stopped are willing to do absolutely nothing themselves. I guess they just think magically it'll go away on its own or it's somebody else's job to do it. I'm not going to get involved. That's how come you're going to lose your ass. That's how come you're already losing. That's how come the evil's winning. Yeah. So what you have is, when I've said this a long time ago too. I laugh at these people and say, well, I live in the United States of America. I'm in the land of the free. And then I fell out of my chair laughing. And I laughed and laughed some more. Because you're not in the land of the free. Okay, you're in the land of the enslaved. Okay, then I hear them say, we're the home of the brave. So you mean that yellow streak going from the crack from the back of your back clear down to the crack of your ass while you're cowering in the corner running at 
too chicken to even hold a sign and go out in public and protest, too scared to call into a radio show, that's brave? Well, your founding fathers, as you know, say even though they were Freemasons, there's people that died for you to have what phony freedom you've had. Well, you're, yeah, not even you know. you're not even brave enough to get up and hold a sign or to do anything about anything. Don't tell me you're in the land of the brave because you're a coward. You know, I mean, like 30 years ago, man, uh, there's some kind of general sentiment, sentiment of people want to question the government and question authority, and you won't necessarily call it a conspiracy theorist for not trusting the authorities. And most people, to some degree or another, did have a distrust of the authorities, you know. It won't lie, you know. I mean, you know, there was a little more wiggle room to not necessarily be a complete fucking status conformist to every damn thing. You know, you look at where it's gotten at today, man. I mean, it's like, you know... I mean, we, we we live in a pampered society that's completely raised by big daddy government. They're scared to question everything because... Because oh my God, if we question Daddy, they might take away our privileges. Of, of I mean, they, they, they might put their foot down because we're not allowed to be a bunch of nihilistic, snarky little brats. Yeah, but hold on, Warren. I've got caller. Hey. Uh, Warren, hold on. I have a caller. One one one. You're live on the show. If you want to say anything. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah. How are you? How are y'all doing? I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, good. All right, I have a couple of uh, I have a couple of uh, of uh, devil's advocates if you're ready for them. All right, no, first devil, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so first one, uh, you know the whole the the shooting of the, the school is it in um, in New England, right? What what do you call the, the shooting of the kids and stuff? You talking about Sandy Hook? No, that was uh, – All right, so you know you know how Bill made a video where he said that they had a reward that if you could fi- if you could bring up a death certificate that you'd get paid $20,000, right? No, uh, that's actual that, fact. <laughs> it's not $20,000. Right, okay, I believe that. Now, let me play devil's advocate with that. Would you take a hundred thousand dollars for your kid? No, of course, right. And a hundred thousand dollars is just you're you're not playing devil's advocate. You're actually you're actually uh, you're missing the entire point. You're totally missing no, no, I, the no, entire I get the point. Well, if you no, get no, no. The okay, point let me finish. That... Let me finish. Hold on, hold on. Okay, if you have the point. You would understand you know, that there's three you know, two false flags on this list. If you can show one. Legit death in 32 different false flags that are on this list. Show and prove one person died. You will get a hundred thousand dollars. Right, but I could, uh, but I, but I'm telling you why the parents aren't, why the parents wouldn't do it. All right, it, there's a reason why parents don't have life insurance on their kids. A couple of reasons. Number one, because the chances that a kid would die would be much lower. Right, you would usually die before your kid. And number two, why no one would want to get money after their child died because it's almost like you'd feel so guilty about taking that money that you just it's like what would you like? That don't wash with me though. I'll tell you why that don't wash with me because I mean I know I don't have a kid, but I put myself in that situation. Let's say I did have a kid, my kid died in that attack, right? 
And I, and I, I consider and I, it a complete injustice, a complete travesty, right? And it's not about yeah. money, no. But I can use that money to good things, to 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 to, to try to. Uh, I mean, I can't I can't make their death right, but I can at least try to. Um, you know, at least try to do something to to raise awareness or to fight back in some way. I could use that money to go to bed. You're only using one example, okay? So let's go to Las Vegas, because that's one of them. Okay, can you show me, prove that one person died in that concert that night? Leave the children out of this. Prove that one person died in that concert that night, and you will have $100,000. So now, how do the kids great with the shooting in Las Vegas at a concert. But, okay, we've had this conversation before because the New World Order, they're evil. Why would they Why would they, Why would they? use actors? They would do it for real. They're mean. Why wouldn't they kill people for real? Uh, you don't think that they well, would? Don't think, have, yes, they will. They will kill people for real. I don't have all the answers, man. I don't know always why they do it, but they're, 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 we don't have all the answers. We don't always know why they do each and every little thing. We can only go by on what we can gain, but they do use Christ as actors, and they are out there. So it only goes to figure that there are some times where, for whatever the reasons may be, they don't actually kill people for real. I understand that, but hold on now. Let me finish this. Scythorn and Granny... Conspiracy Granny and Scythorn, they're the ones putting up the $100,000. They was on this show last night. They were live on this show last night. Now, let me tell you something. When I talk about Vegas, and you're going to say, well, but, 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 but. So what you're telling me is nobody wants $100,000. No, but. There's nobody okay. wants $100,000. That's what you're telling right. me. Well, yeah. All right. Let me finish. Let me let me finish my point. This is my point. All right. I'm just. I know it's been years since the Sandy Hook, but just let's take example, Bill. If something happened to your child and someone would come up to you the next day and say, "Bill, I'm going to give you hundred thousand dollars if you can prove your son is dead," you'd be like, "What the fuck? You get out of my fucking face! My son just fucking died. Are you telling me I'm a liar that my son's dead?" Okay, that's the, okay. A week later, you okay? Yeah. I'd agree that happened initially, but ten years later, fifteen, twenty years later, at some point, that the offer's on the table. I mean, you know, if it just right. happened, yeah, yeah, that, I mean, you're going, you, yeah, you're going to be emotional. You're not going to be in a state like that. But at some point, man, you know, you could, you could use that money to good effect to try to avenge his death or, or to try to. Uh, to try to, you know, gain some good out there, you know, some kind of words to stop, you know, things like that from happening to someone else's kids in the future, you know, I mean. Someone could give you a a child, like, you could. But you're talking about a child, but you left all the other, you left all the other things out. So when I brought up the Las Vegas shooting, or I brought up uh, any of the other stuff, there's like I told you, there's a list of 32 different false flights. I guarantee you could probably find the gravestones of people that were killed in Vegas. I guarantee it. If you look at the the, the dead people who died list, I guarantee you can go on findagrave.com, and I guarantee there will be grave sites for a lot of them. So I don't think okay. – I don't think – I don't believe that. That's fine. That's fine. But it still comes down to the fact that what you're telling me is nobody wants $100,000. No, I'm telling you that I believe that they actually died, and the parents don't want blood money for their children. That's, That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. And they don't okay. want to give the people 
They don't, what, they don't want to give the people. Like, let's not get too heated here, man. He, 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 he's having a civil disagreement. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with all thing, everything he's saying necessarily. But okay, well, well, I was trying to get a point across here. Okay, so stand what you're saying. But what I'm trying to say is actually pretty simple. What if you had no life policy insurance? What if the person was, like in the Vegas shooting, was up in their 40s or 50s, and they didn't have a life policy insurance? And somebody says, show me their death certificate, and I'll give you 100 grand. And you know that would pay for their funeral. And you ain't got the money to pay for it. Okay, you don't want the money then? Okay, did they? Did they? Okay, legally, this this company, this group that you're talking about, did they put the money in escrow and have the money ready to, in order they've to give it out, or they just? Yes, no, they are not bullshit. They've already proven they have it, and it's been put into a separate fund for just that. And it's been up for grabs sure for over two years. Nope, it's for real. Now I know. And it's for, been up I know for, for over two years. I know. For, I know it's for Sandy Hook, yeah, but are you sure it's for Vegas? If you know somebody that died and them 32 lost legs, if you can produce a death certificate showing legitly one of the names they claim died, died, you got yourself a hundred grand. Now, it's been up the grass for two years. It's already been proven. The money is there, and nobody has collected it. I tend to agree with Bill on that, too, man, because here's the thing, man, you know, Okay, maybe some people might have had that mentality where, you know, they don't want, like AC said, they didn't want that blood money from their dead child. Okay, theoretically, you could argue that. But this happened to so many people. See, not everybody's going to think that way. I mean, people, different different people are going to think differently on that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like I get, well, like, at first, yeah, like, like in the immediate aftermath, yeah, people are probably going to be an emotional. They're not going to want to hear shit like that. But, you know, September 11, 2001 was like what? Like, how many years ago? Like, at least 17 years ago, something like that? You've got freaking right here. You've got Aaron. He says, bullshit. If my kid died and someone said that that to me, Idea way. So what the fuck? Okay, show me the money, and I will. See, that's what Warren was telling you. Not everybody's going to think like you're thinking. Because you think that way doesn't mean everybody else thinks with your brain. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I mean there's no reason, you know, you know, to, to put him on the, on the court for that. But, I mean, like, I'm just pointing out, I mean, like, he's not wrong for thinking. It's just his opinion. I mean, but like yeah, the I mean, point is, is like he said, you know, not everybody's going to think that way. So I mean, you don't even a hundred thousand dollars is nothing, and it's an insult to say, well, you're calling me a liar, and I'm going to take the money from someone that's calling me a liar, and it's like blood money. It's like, well, fuck okay, you've had a lot of false flags that nobody's died, and you've had false flag where people died. So right, can you can you uh, link? What's the website? What's the website to these people? I want to see it real quick. Go to the Screen Actors Guild, man. And you go to the Screen Actors Guild. Look that up on Google, and you can look this up. And they have a web page, man. And they hire out crisis actors. They'll even tell you on the page they hire out crisis actors at government organizations. You know. Well, what's that? What's the last word Yes. I'll tell you where you can go. You can go to one five three news dot net. When you get there, 
Look for Conspiracy Granny or Scythorn. They're the ones who have the website up. Leave them a comment. They will leave you the link to it. They're the ones that have the money. All right, I see it here. Yeah, he's got unmuted. I just unmuted you because I was going to tell him more when you went into the crisis partners. <laughs> I won't say anything. Well, yeah, you wasn't. <laughs> All right, here's a. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. All right, uh, here's my second devil's advocate thing. All right, you know, you know the uh, link that you that you posted about, um, like how these companies are burning clothes or, or they're destroying brand name clothes instead of giving it to charity, right? Right. I've already seen that. I would. You remember that bill? That did it. I know that. And if oh, you yeah, say yeah. it's not, you can play devil's advocate no, all no, you no. want, but you know no, 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 what I'm no, doing. No, no. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate of why they do that. I know they do it. I know, you know why? But you know, you know why you play devil's advocate. The reason you play devil's advocate Why? is that you can keep the truth suppressed, so that people walk away confused, not knowing what the truth is. That's the whole reason anybody plays devil's advocate. So if you don't want I the truth, other calling in. I don't think you're being fair. No, not being fair. Not being fair is when somebody can show stuff and you don't go look for yourself, and you just want to play devil's advocate. Devil's advocate is not I'm, about. If, Smearing the truth isn't about well, being fair. So okay, nobody died well, at nine eleven because I'm playing devil's advocate. So I know nobody died at nine eleven. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. You know, your, co- your, co- your your co-host Warren agrees with me that that I'm 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 completely in the right and I'm being okay with how I'm asking these questions. I mean, now, like, I, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with your point of view on it completely, but 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 I don't think you're being disrespectful. I mean, so I don't see the point in in like well, you know. Like, what most I'm devils not, I'm not attacking you as a person. What do you think devils advocate? I'm not attacking you as a person. Well, I'm not attacking you. I'm but telling I'm you attacking. where devils. Okay, so when you come on and you want to say, I want to play devils advocate, so if you know if if something happened and you come on when something happened and said. But I want to play devil's advocate because this is a game. Because that's no, what that because I, 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 no. I'll tell you why. Because I agree and respect a lot of your viewpoints. So, it, so if I don't agree with one, it's okay for me to express the reason why. And you know what? You could probably, you might be able to convince me that I'm wrong, and, and I'm open to to that. Like I'm open to to being convinced that I'm wrong. I'm not saying, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. I'm saying this is my viewpoint. It's not even to say that you're wrong and I'm right. It's to say this is my opinion and this is your opinion. Do you understand? Well, yeah. Okay. So do you go look at anything before you get your opinion, or do you just give your opinion without looking? Well, well, no, because you know, because I've I've watched your program for years, so you know that that I agree with some things and I disagree with some things. It's like a muscle. If a, if you if you work out, you work your muscle out, and it hurts. You don't get pissed off because your muscle hurts. You're like, oh, that's cool. I'm building my muscle. Yeah, it hurts, but but I'm growing. So that's the same thing as with me and you. We're like we're like metal that's sharpening itself against each other, and we're getting stronger because we're able to, uh, you know, bring up good points. Now, now the whole point with the whole clothing thing. Are you ready to hear what my opinion on it is of why oh, I think ahead. that they do it? Well, name brands 
are much, much more than the clothing itself. It's much more than the material itself. They make this shit in China for nothing. You know, a shirt like an arm. Let's say, let's give an example, like an armor shirt. Um, they sell for thirty bucks. They make for like three bucks, right? Now, if they just sold that shit without the armor logo, it really would only be worth five or six bucks in the U.S. So their whole the whole value is not the shirt; it's actually the name brand. So if they gave those shirts out to Africa and all the homeless people, you'd see it on the TV. All these homeless people that aren't educated, that don't have a lot of money, that are poor, uh, wearing armor shirts, and or you turn on the TV to Africa and you see these poor Africans with shirts. Now, me and you say, well, that's humanity. I would rather take care of someone that's hungry and that needs clothes than to than just to throw it away. That's what that's how me and you think. But as a business, you're like. Well, I got a business to run, and the name is more precious than the clothing or anything. It's my profit, so I would rather I would rather shred them up so it would only I could only I'm only going to sell that shirt for fifty bucks. If I if I compromise myself and give them away, then it's going to de devalue the name armor or, or you know what well, I'm saying. So I can that, understand your they, point about the clothing. Okay, I can I can understand your point about the clothing. Okay, but it still comes back to the one thing is this. Regardless if we just take just the clothing out of the list of the things they destroy, all the food that we throw away, there's no excuse for that. You say, well, because I'm losing money on it. Oh, okay, you're losing money on it. So at the end of the year when you, you write it off to your taxes and you get all that money back, you really lost money on that, huh? They've actually destroyed strawberry. They're, they they – uh... There's been strawberry farms where they'll go around with a hoe and destroy strawberries because there's too many of them out there, and it would lower the price of them too much. So they've literally they they'll literally destroy food in order right, to, to right. bring less or, or in order. And that again is communism coming because that's what they do in communism. They they control the production of how much of what products get shipped, and it's all. It's funny they they say like they're like all about being supposedly classless, but I mean all it is is a, is a big monopoly of the government on resources. They do. They do that with drugs. They do that with everything. Right, but it's still greed. So how do you get around that? It's still greed. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. They're absolutely corrupt as power and greed. But I'm going to be honest with you, Bill. Like, that even trickles down to small businesses because if if I could be a little bit greedy and be making $100,000 a year… Or be making only twenty thousand and scraping it straight and scranning. I'd rather be making a hundred thousand dollars, and I'd rather oh, yeah. be able but, to but, take. I don't care, but still, a wrong is a wrong. You know, as long as people are hooked up on the tool that keeps you enslaved, you'll always be a slave. Yeah, I agree. I mean, ultimately, not, we need to do away with the money system. I know it's not going to happen. I mean, it's never going to happen. But, 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 ideally speaking, we we, we probably do need to go away with the money system. We need to go with big governments overall and big centralized governments and go back to small communities that are based on trade. I mean, that's not going to happen. But that's what needs to happen. You know, yeah. I mean, and I think well, here's the thing. Theoretically, it will happen at a certain point. Hear me out here. Cycle, empire to go through a cycle, right? Things are going to have to collapse before it gets back to that point. And the elites want to build a new, even more tyrannical system out of those ashes. They call it the phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, uh, order out of chaos. 
you know, we're not going to be able to protect, uh, be, be, be really fix our society in any kind of way until it does collapse. So I guess in a way, even though the elites have kind of put us there into, into this position where we're in that way now, we're on the same page at this point as far as wanting the system to collapse. It's just, it's just, it's just, where we differ is what we do from there. That's what, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of the way I'm seeing it, man. Because we're not going to be able to fix this shit until it does collapse. We're going to have to go through hell to get to heaven, so to speak. You know? That's the, the only way, bro, is- at this point. I mean, it's, it's too far gone. I mean, I, you know, our, the whole framework of, of modern Western society is just it, it, it is so far out of whack with reality. It's just so far in Looney Tune land, it can't be saved. Nothing, We're so nothing far removed true. from reality, we can't be saved. With, um, with Donald I, I Trump. Agree with that. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Well, you know, I, I live in the state I of Florida. As far as Donald Trump goes, or as far as George Bush goes, or as far as Obama goes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all because you didn't pick them. You think criminals are going to pick some good guy to run your world? A president don't run well, nothing anymore. Anyway. Well, president's just a figurehead, a puppet. The elite didn't want Donald Trump to be president. The, delete, the elite well, didn't want Donald Trump to be president I can tell you right now. Well, why haven't they taken him out then? Why haven't they assassinated him? He's Freemason. Well, Donald Trump is a Mason. Donald Trump is part of the establishment. His daughter is a feminist. And he gave her a high high seat in his cabinet through nepotism. And when you think Russia was hacking the election, that's all a stage show. That's all propaganda. It's all lies. There ain't no truth to any of that. Why why are they trying so hard to get him impeached then? They're not. It's all a stage show. You don't think they're trying to get him impeached? They're doing everything they can. Remember, they tried to impeach Bill Clinton for that blowjob in the Oval Office, too. You turn on the TV, and the TV tells you how bad he is. It's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, it's called counterintelligence, bro. You know, it's yeah. the same way. That's, that's the same way all other gurus in the truth movement operate, man. You know, it's like it's like they control the opposition. I mean, you know, they give you figureheads to follow, leaders to follow to control the opposition. That way, the, the establishment is still in control of all the opposition. You know, no, no banks and corporations don't pay for this. They pay yeah, for yeah, banks and corporations I mean, pay for all. Now, let me ask you something. In Florida, when Donald Trump was running for just the Republican primary. The the banks and corporations spent over a hundred million dollars in negative campaign ads here against him. Why would banks and corporations do that if if he was an elite or if he was if he was uh, part of the? When you have the powers to be who own the money system, who print it out of thin air, okay? Who can just print up all the money they want and throw it around anytime they want? They don't care how much they throw into this stage show. It's nothing to them. Yep, they want to. They want. They want to Bush. They want. They want Bush or Hillary in. They want. No, they, they want whoever they put in to put in. I mean, you got to bear in mind. Man, I'm no fan of Hillary. I'm no fan of the Democrats. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I, I'm definitely not sticking up for them. However, if we're going by the popular vote, playing devil's advocate, you know, I mean, and, and believe me. I, I mean, I, I guess I'd rather. I mean, I'd far rather have Donald Trump than have some social justice warrior like Hillary Clinton. But at the end of the day, playing 
playing devil's advocate, Hillary got the popular vote, and, and who got the Donald Trump got the electoral vote. That's what got him into office. Which is the way it's you know. I mean, I'm just being they did, honest. They did, they did that for states. They, they did that for states' rights because they didn't want a state like California to end up saying who was president every single time. Yeah, hold so on a second. Hold on a second, guys. I have another caller. You might pause the show there. Jerry, pause the show. Hello, am I here? Okay. Well, I I think the people are confused here about Donald Trump. I want to ask the caller um, why Ivanka Trump won the title Miss Mason. Miss Mason. Miss Mason. She was a couple of years back. She run the. She went. She won the title of Miss Mason. So, in other words, to be a contestant, your father has to be a master Mason, and then you can enter the contest. Well, she won the contest, so that would make her father at least a master Mason, wouldn't it? Exactly. Okay. So, sure, uh, master Ma- Go ahead, sir. What's your sources? What's my source? Where can I find that? In the ma- look, go to the, the Mason magazine. Look back. I believe it was in um, 2007. All right. Okay. And so I mean, it's, it's not. It's, I mean, he's he's a well-known Mason. It's not just that he's a Mason. He's a well-known Mason, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because there's a lot of good Masons out there. Okay. But people forget how involved his family is in the deep state. You know, the, the day that Nicholas Tesla died, uh, the FBI, at, at the time of its just founding, called in a MIT professor. That MIT professor, his name was, Don, was John Trump. It's the same uncle. That I'm going to tell you Donald the truth Trump's when it comes to the Masons. Now. I'm going to tell you how it is. It's a lot like it is in the military, man. There's different levels of right. Your porch levels at the bottom are filled with a lot of useful idiots that might mean well. They're not necessarily bad people, but they're being used, yeah. and, they're being, and they're heavily brainwashed, and you can't tell them that they're being used. The higher echelons are all corrupt and filthy and, and dirty as hell. As, as a matter of fact, but once you get at a certain point, they won't let you go any further. They, they, they'll pre-select you to make sure that, they, that you're going to toe the line and go along with all their with all their agendas and shit. And if you're not going to go along with the game plan, they're not going to let you. They're not going to let you move forward in their organization at a certain point. That's what you call the thirty-third degree when you're officially when the you, no. Well, when, what's funny is I was talking with a, uh, a friend tonight, and they happen to be from the Bronx, right? And it's funny how, like, anybody from the New York City area, all right, that, you know, we grew up watching Donald Trump on the, you know, Entertainment Tonight and all his scandalous affairs and all this and that and all the stories about who he had, you know, buried down in the Meadowlands, you know, how the Russian mafia kills people for him. You know, everybody that lived around the area, like around New York, knows who the real Donald Trump is. And, and, you know, I mean, he could be a nice guy out there in the public, but that doesn't mean he's still like he's not a gangster that has people whacked. I mean, in, in some cases, a lot of these gangsters actually make good politicians. But, you know, it's it's not a hidden thing that Donald Trump was a slumlord and he was a mob boss. It's not a secret. And then these people think he's going to save them from the Illuminati. And, and, you know, his family has been involved in the deep state 
for years, and I'm not talking 10 years, 20 years, for literally decades and decades, and, and as deep as the deep state gets. And not only that, is his whole university, Trump University, is based on Scientology. <laughs> Betsy DeVos, his education uh, advisor, is part of the Amway company. The Amway company is literally part of the Scientology and the MK Ultra program. Her brother is Eric Prince of Blackwater. All right. Then you have Linda McMahon, who's also on the on his cabinet, who is and you know the McMahon from the wrestling's wife, who was a yeah. representative of the area of where Sandy Hook shooting. So she was involved in the Sandy Hook shooting too. So he's involved in all the stuff that they're pretending to make it look like he's not, and that he's supposedly fighting. No, he's not fighting this stuff. It's a stage show, just like Warren said. It's a continuous stage show, and most people are just not smart enough to figure it out. And even if they impeached him, it would be part of the show. It wouldn't be like they're trying to get him. It would be part of the show because they have an agenda to go along, and his part being played would have went along with that part being – it's just like Monica Lewinsky. She was a Rhodes Scholar, just like Bill Clinton. We know Bill Clinton raped many women and this and that, but we know for a fact that the whole Monica Lewinsky thing was a cover stage show to get people's eyes away from the other crap and Whitewater. And people are just not smart enough to understand that even if they do impeach or they do do something like this, it's all part of the show. People got to understand the presidency is just a puppet show. Yeah, exactly. Listen, if it was all set up, then Hillary Clinton would be president right now. No, because there's no one more. <laughs> there's no more. There's no one more establishment. <laughs> don't you there's realize, no don't one. You realize, don't you you don't understand the dialectic of good cop, bad cop, man. Let me explain yeah, how yeah, this yeah, works. Don't here, get it. Some people are just. Not let me explain. They don't get it. Donald Trump very very well, even on sad level. He, I mean, he, he was amount, with the amount of money he's got, he's got more money than any president ever in the history of the U.S. He could be just as much of a candidate as, 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 as Hillary is, man. Now, here's the thing well, about and, and, that, and, and, man. It's, it's good cop, bad cop, man. Right. Hold on, Jay. Well, go Believe it or not, you know, you got to think about this. Anybody that's so dumb to think that Trump's not at the highest level Mason, uh... you know, Trump's a high-level Mason. Look at at the fact. He's a builder, all right, in New York City where they've had, uh, you know, the the Masonics found that city, and he has one of the biggest buildings in New York City. He does all the building for apartment buildings in New York City. Any, you know, to get anything done, he has to, in New York City, he has to go through the Masons. So of course he's a Mason. He's a builder. What do you think a builder is? A Mason. The guy wants to build a wall. What do, what do Masons do? They build walls. He's, you're, just not, he's tell, you're just not bringing you're telling you, You're just not bringing back to the table. You, you, you're talking about, he said, You don't she understand said, this is a show. I mean, it's you just because you're not awake. That you live in New York, and everybody knows that he's part of the mafia, and that he owns buildings, and he's. And he has people with the Russian mafia hitting people off. You just don't bring up. Oh, and there. And I, I was supposed to go back to 1976 and look up some kind of magazine to prove that uh, Ivanka Trump won. Uh, Miss Mason. Well, listen, listen, listen. You don't have to go that far. You don't have to even go that far. How am I an idiot? I'm just. Why don't you just talk, talk about what policy? you know for a fact that you're just crying because you're not awake. Listen, listen. 
it's not your fault. Very you're not intelligent. It's, it's not your fault. Probe. You're you 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 no, got brainwashed. Fault, honey. You got brainwashed. You have an IQ. You, hey, your your mother I'm didn't love you. Your mother didn't love you. Listen, I'm not just hey, yeah, yeah. There's, so, there's, yeah, there's no need to get into name call over a disagreement, man. I mean, we can disagree like adults here. Well, no, yeah, but you know, well, you're you're right. We're, you're right, but you know what? We I'm we got to you know back. somebody's going to be ignorant. If it's going to be ignorant, I said, I'm going to tell you, huh? You got to remember where does Hillary Clinton live? I, I mean, I you're said, telling me I don't. I, I you're said, telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. You, I, I can tell you. Tell me no, where Donald Trump lives. Like tell me where, where Trump Donald Trump, Trump lives. Why don't you I'm give me their addresses? You bring up. You bring up theories. One, no, one no, 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 no. Okay, you, 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 wait, wait a second. You know all the facts. Then I want you to well, tell me some facts. I'm asking you questions. Who's Who's Donald Trump's daughter's best friend? It doesn't give a. I don't give a fuck. It's who cares. Uh, who's who's uh, no no she's not no she's not yes she there is claims this, but who said there are claims this. who said it's friends that's children you can look at you know how do you know or is, that, or is that is that what the media tells you did you Google see that on the right view or did you... no 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 you can it, ask oh, them they have Google you want me to Google together. it you can see yeah. why you want me to Google you it kissing each other it, Google it, it right now you want me to see, you want me to see right what now. fake news said about Hillary Clinton no you said ask me to Google you, you asked you, me to look at an AD. Find it in Google. I know you there are acquaintances, but I, I know there are acquaintances. Done. It proves that they're best friends. Just because ABC they says it doesn't mean it's true. They tell you they're best That's friends. That's the whole. You're saying that I'm going by fake news. No, you are. You're looking. You're telling well, me no, about fucking hey, Google. Why, why don't you go to? I'm, I'm talking written. Policy. What policies has Donald Trump? What Donald? What policies has Donald Trump? <laughs> Trump you don't proposed? get the show. You're never going to get it. I mean, if you laugh, you're just you're just doing fillers. You're never going to get it. Fillers with laughs. Hey, 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 hey. No, you're not going to get it. How did you wake up? I want to know how you what experience you went through to wake up. Uh, Define wake up. Yeah, when when a person's awake. I mean, we're all here. This is a show. How did you find out about the global agenda, the new world order? That's what he's asking. Yeah. Yeah. How did you wake up? My fucking father was talking about it in the '80s. Talking about what? In the eighties, what was he talking about? He was talking. He would read the newspaper, and he would he would just say how the government's after us, and that they're spying on us, and a whole bunch of shit. And that's how I got but involved. Yeah, but how did you wake up? Everybody goes through a wake up. And process. then he, I want to know what, what wake what what woke you up. Like being born again, huh? No, it's it's just common no, sense. No, no, it has that, nothing to do with religion. No, it has nothing to do with religion. The world is you know, run by money, and that's no secret. He's not the awake. The world's run by money. The, Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm we don't completely. need to hear you talk anymore because you're not awake. So you're not going to understand anything, no, we, I, anything we talk about. Do you understand that? Okay, well, you tell it's me It's not what. your fault. You're not Mate, awake. No. So we don't need to talk to you anymore. Bill, just turn him off because he's not awake. No matter what we say, he's not going to understand it because he's not awake. And it's not his fault. We shouldn't be mean because he's just not awake. That's you know, correct. it's just That's a simple correct. fact. Huh? No, he's not awake. He's not awake. Yeah, he I mean, he already to told himself. So. Yeah, he's not awake. So I mean, no matter what, I think Warren and we all know that that you know, no matter how much we yell and scream and you know, we're just gonna end up making fun of him because he's not awake and it's not his fault. He's not awake. I'm not, not making fun of the guy. I mean, I think he yeah, means well, well I, man. I, I he's 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 awake to a certain <laughs> extent. He's got a lot well, to learn. Never, I mean, 
He's like a what? You know, he's, hey, that's not awake. I mean, he's not even close to awake. I mean, they, you know, you know, there's people that understand there's things that aren't right, but I think we all know that there's pretty much everybody goes through an awakening experience, something that clicks in them. And that guy obviously yeah. has never been been through anything. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. And you want to know what? For people like him, I almost believe. I, I'm, you know, you know, the conversation I was having with a friend earlier tonight is, you know, I think for some people it's better that they don't wake up because they mentally can't handle it. And I want you know, to say I, he hasn't, because I don't know the guy's personal life. I want to say he hasn't been through anything. Look. There are some people, man, out there, and I'm not saying this is necessarily going to be this guy. I mean, but there are people out there, man, <clears throat> who come from crushing hardships, man, and you'd think that at some point that they start to learn and start to start to ask, well, why is this happening to me? Some people never do, man. A lot of people out there just become more rigid and set in their ways. You know, you can, well, tell, a lot, you can tell a lot about a person by how, by how they adopt the hardship. You can see what people are really well, made I, of. I, I, I think in some cases it's more or less it's some kind of self-protection mode that the the, the brain goes in. And I, I honestly believe, I don't think being awake is for everybody. I, I think some people, uh, you know, they just emotionally couldn't handle it, so their brain's not allowing them to handle it, you know. Yeah. And, and that's something I believe. Yeah, Warren, Jerry, and I was talking about this the night before the show, and I happen to agree totally, okay, because there are people that – they can't handle being awake. And when they, you know, yeah. some of the time, waking up isn't easy. Because when you have to wake up, you're going to really start realizing that everything you ever learned, the majority of it's all been a lie. Your whole life, you know how hard that hits a person? No way could I be lied to my whole life. Everything around, everything, our entire society, they're raised on a pack of lies. Everything they've been taught from the time they were ch- children has been a big fucking pack of lies. I mean, you got to start all the way over from from ground zero and, and, and re-educate yourself about everything that you that you think that you thought you knew. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like Warren. I, I'm sure. I, I think you might have watched some of Zach's stuff before, but you know what? Uh, sometimes I'm careful to tell people uh, to watch Zach's stuff just because I get yeah. nervous whether or not there's somebody that can handle it. I mean, you can handle it. You understand it, but there's some people out there I, I don't think can handle it. So it, it's, you know, I even get scared sometimes because just imagine somebody that's um, just woken up and then all of a sudden they see Zach's channel. That could scare him a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know. Well, as you said, I mean, stuff like that usually, I mean, that's for more advanced truth seekers. And, uh, you know, it is. Yeah. The, the, usually they're not going to stumble on something like that because they're not going to be able to understand it. Maybe they'll get there eventually no. if, if, if they go through the proper stages. But, yeah. you know, uh, it's kind of like, like let's say if, I, if I'm going in to learn algebra, right, and I, I can barely handle, like, pre-algebra. I'm just going to learn pre-algebra, right? Someone says, yeah. throws a geometry book down on me, right? I'm going to look in there. It's going to, like, gibberish to me, so I'm not going to see any value in it. So I'm not going to really study it. Now, maybe if I no. eventually learn pre-algebra, then I'll learn algebra, then algebra 2 and everything building up to it, I might eventually come back to that geometry book, and now I understand it, you know? But, you know, it took me a long time, even with, with Zach's work. I mean, when I first watched it, I was like, what the hell is this crazy crap? And then, and then you know, the, the, I came back to it, right? And I watched yeah. it. I was like, holy shit, it's really that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so we, we all go through a process. But, you, you, yeah. know, you know, if you're still, th- you're still thinking that, you know, 
uh, you know, there's there's Hillary Clinton. If you're still thinking George Soros is going to go to jail and they got 1,800 indictments out and there's, you know, Putin's, you know, you know, throwing out the Rothschilds and all that crap, you know, if you're still stuck on that, you know, I mean, that's that's scary because, you know, <laughs> people really, you know, I wish it wasn't as much of a show as it was. But we're even learning just what came out of the Presidio. I don't know if you ever got into the Presidio in San Francisco and all the experiments that went on behind the, the Presidio and how that traveled into. The Presidio was a Air Force base right outside of um, uh, San Francisco, right? Right under the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, that's where Michael Aquino was running a lot of his PSYOP programs. It was the PSYOP headquarters at one time back in the day when they were doing all their worst stuff. And, you know, and and that's where it's got proven, proven in court. It has proven child satanic ritual abuse going on there. But the um, programs never stop. And and if you want to learn how they, they are the ones that created the Silicon Valley and they created the whole Burning Man experience and how they're still using that as a uh, as a M- MK Ultra type of experiment. I mean, it gets scary on how much stuff is actually staged and under the control of our yeah. military operations. You know, we're finding Good. out more and more every day that NASA is behind many of these um, mass mind control experiments. It's well, it runs into the paradox of of of, of 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 here's the thing, right? And this is why I can, this is why I come across quite often when I'm trying to wake people up with this stuff is they'll always tell me, okay, well, well, what do you want to replace this system with? Well, here's the thing. I, I mean, you know, I don't know how to answer that because, like, I'm, I'm facing the paradox. On one on one hand, yes, we need a system that I can tell that it's easy to run society by. That you could run a society by. But at the same time, you know, almost any system you create, they're going to try to hijack and corrupt. So, you, I mean, the only thing I'm left with is keeping it in small communities. And that's not, one, yeah. that's not foolproof, but at least you can filter the corruption out a little bit easier. Well, you know what I mean? You can't expect a utopia, because every time people try to aim for a utopia, they end up with communism. Well, that's what I try to tell. When I moved way up here in Maine, and we're so far away from the rest of the country, we don't have all the bullshit, and people are like, oh, there's nothing to do here and this and that. I try to explain to them, you don't understand. This is a good thing. It's good that we don't have a McDonald's that's open 24 hours a day. It's good that we don't have all this crap. You know, I know it's boring, but, I mean, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, there's not as many divorced families. The, the kids behave better because, you know, it's such a small community. You know, they, they'll know the neighbor will call their parents on them or whatever. And, and the family unit is stronger here. And everybody knows everybody, and everybody, you know, you go to the grocery store, everybody's playing jokes inside the grocery store, and, you know, it's a small community, but they don't see, because, you know, they see turn on the TV and they think, oh, this excitement's happening in the big city or in the rest of the country, but they don't see the bad side of it. You know, they only, they only, they, they only say, oh, look, I can have this whenever I want, I can have, you know, I can go to the store all night long, you know. And, you know, people don't realize that we are kind of in a utopia as a small, closed-off community. You know, it's not perfect, but, you know, I can, you know, it's funny. I can go down to the store, and in, in the winter, it's so cold here, I, I, I take my dog, Lizzie, and I can leave the car running. And you know what? I park in the, you know, in the parking lot of the store or whatever, there's 10 other cars running. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, you don't have to worry about the car being stolen. Here's the thing, hypothetically. You know, hold on. Here's the hypothetically. Hold on, hold on. 
I wanted to answer uh, yeah. Jerry. I wanted to talk about what Jerry was talking about. You know, I lived in Florida. I lived in big areas. And where I'm at now is a lot like where Jerry's at. I got no stoplights in my town. My town is small. We have one little grocery store, one little hardware store, a couple of gas stations, and that's about it. Okay, I mean, and there's nothing open 24 hours a day. I'd have to leave town. But you know what? I like it here. I like it here. The people here are friendly. Everybody knows everybody. It's just like where Jerry's at. Everybody's friendly. Everybody knows everybody. And you don't have all of what you have in the big city going on. But, you know, these ideas can be taught to the rest of the country. I, I we, You know, you know these way of doing things within the within the computer within the community. You know, whenever there's you know if the if the if your local high school needs a new um, you know baseball diamond or something, they should call on the community to come and all pitch in and, and build it versus getting these grants from the government that wants you to do other crap and be involved in other crap, and then you're on the hook to the government. You know, if everybody in the community chipped in, they, they would find that, hey, look, I met my neighbor. We slung a shovel together. Next thing you know, we're having backyard picnics together. And, you know, that's the way to build a community. So, you know, even in bigger cities or bigger, bigger towns, each areas have neighborhoods. And what we need to do is, is somehow teach these communities to have commu- neighborhood pride. You know, even if it's a competition against one neighborhood against another, hey, we're going to have a potato sack race, or we're going to, you know, in the city, we're going to have yeah, here's a, the thing, you know, here's we're going to work, you're going to have a bicycle race or something. You know, it, there's a way that we can teach these ideas to the rest of the country instead of allowing the federal government to come in and dictate how these communities are going to work. Because when we see when the federal the government thing. comes in, it's a problem. Well, here's the thing I want to I want to add to that. Did you even read the chat? Because Zachary was uh, Zachary Zachary was has been listening to the show, and Zach yeah, answered yeah, NASA's NASA is the military. The military controls everything. That is true. The military is controlling everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I was going to try to get at too uh, that answer uh, what uh, what what Jerry was saying, Matt, is this even if. Okay, which I, I do think this is the best option we have, but it's still, like I said, it's still not foolproof because, like, let's say, even if we go back to small communities, okay, we're going to have to, one, we have to deal with the fact that once the population builds up so much, I mean, we'll have to we'll have a way to, to, to defend the herd to keep it small without killing people. I think the way they used to do that in old tribal days is, is they would marry their daughters off, you know, to, to friendly tribes or other tribes and things like that. You know, I, I I believe I believe that's how it works. I don't know. I have to look more into that. But um, you know, but the thing about that is, is like say for example, there's still going to be like other tribes that are going to be like hostile. Like other communities would be hostile towards us, which means we'd still have to defend ourselves. There'd still be wars. You know, and uh, those who aren't worried about so much as maintaining their freedom and and are willing to. You know, build a monopoly of force. We're going to have an advantage when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, strength and might. Uh, so that would be another predicament you'd have to face. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you know that go- that goes into answering this age-old question that I was talking with a friend tonight. Uh, I think Warren might have an interesting answer for this. Can you have good without evil? Because if there's nothing to compare good to it. 
good too, would that good actually be evil? You know? <laughs> it's an angel's philosophical question, but I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. Can we have good without evil? I think that would be a hard, that's a hard question. It is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think it comes to a point is what kind of evil can we live with to um, have a um, fulfilling and great society? And, you know, because, I mean, I'm not saying evil, but, I mean, where are our standards? You know, because eventually if there's no evil, the good would just end up turning to evil because there would be no indifference. And exactly. it would destroy yeah. in, and, and it would destroy individuality, but there also has to be a balance to the evil. And can't we get this evil to the point where it's not, you know, intentionally killing things? Where it's yeah, not I mean, that's kind of like the, 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 the paradox we have here in Western culture, man. You know, where uh, because people were raised in a very comfortable, very easy, I mean, compared to other lives of the part of the world, very pampered lifestyle, you know, uh, people become softer and more docile and complacent, and, uh, you know, they don't care as much. They're, they're not, uh, you know, uh, they're just like, you know, they all they're, all they're on about is their Facebook and their Twitter and their uh, Instagram, and they don't give a shit about anything, you know? So. Well, that goes, that, that goes back into is technology the biggest evil we have to face right now? I mean, if you, if you look into all kinds of words they use for technology, you know, a gateway, you know, the LOL, lots of Lucifer or, uh, you know, or Lord of Lucifer or whatever it is. And, you I know, would say all, yes. Yeah, I mean, technology is the true evilness and danger we have in society right now. More and more, I think it more really than is because anything. what what it is is a changing of the priesthoods, man. Right? Uh, uh, every age they're they're given a, a dominant religion. Right? Age and and pre Masonic terms is two thousand one hundred and sixty years. It's a stage in their plan. We're at the end of the age of Pisces, which is the age of Christianity. We're going into the age of Aquarius, which is the new age of the scientific dictatorship. Right, science is becoming the new priesthood, and that's going to be the most dangerous priesthood out of all of them. I'll tell you why. It's going to be more dangerous because, as much as the horrible things that happen under the name of the Christian priesthood or the Muslim priesthood or whatever other priesthood you want to talk about, the Jewish priesthood, whatever, they've done a lot of bad things, but they haven't been able to fundamentally alter the very nature of humanity. Well, I mean. There, well, I look at it like this: is I mean, you got when you got like people like Ray Kurzweil and all that uh, working at the top of Google. You know, you, I think they're trying to create their god, but they're creating their god through the computer, through technology. Because if they want to be like God, they can be, they can be closest to being like God by creating a god, the god of technology. You know, mm-hmm. technology in its own self. So, you know, it gets. You know, how how do we go into the future with technology? And we know technology is evil. Every step that we go into the future with technology, and we knowing technology is evil, we're following evil. But can we go into a world totally kicking out technology totally? And I don't think technology do in and of itself is evil. Technology is neutral. It's like it's like a gun, a loaded gun, right? The gun itself is neither good nor bad. It's the person that's welding the gun that makes it good or bad. 
Well, how do we take over the technology from the bad people? Because that's just like trying to that's take the over good, the politics. That's the question. That's the question. Like how, the how, yeah. Without, without, without a system of, of, of coercive labor to get the many to work away for the few, what would be the foundation for developing the, you know, these advances? Yeah. I mean, it's almost you impossible know. to even to, to ponder because, you know, me, me and Bill, I mean, how many times do we ask, you know, what can we do to change the world? What can we do to do something? And, you know, when you're looking at the political arena, how do we overthrow you know, uh, you know, a political arena or political government when we know that that's just the show. So we can't even get people to understand that that, you know, the, what we see in politics is just a show. We can't even get people to understand that. So how are we going to get them to even understand who we really have to go after? And so how do we change that? And then those these same people are the same people behind technology that still need to be overthrown. It's how do we get to a peaceful, you know, planet? How do we get to a peaceful earth and continue to go along with the things they keep on serving us and what they're serving us is not just you know the technology that we use in our house and everything you know they're creating a space fence and electrifying the sky and ionizing it so they can use the sky as part of their technology people think that you know they're going to continue to use wireless uh, you know by having a router in their house no they're they're turning the sky into technology so pretty soon you're just going to walk around and have wi-fi and, and it won't be wi-fi but it'll be a new technology that you're just going to have everywhere and and people don't understand that this is where they're going with this stuff you know the the tesla technology is is here and, you know it's always been here but now they're looking like they're mastering it and we're going to move into an age where the actual air is out there and a part of technology, we're being consumed by it. So can we go along with this and have any good? Or is it going to be just a point where even the air is electrified and is, you know... Well, the way it's uh, headed right now, man, it, it, like I said, it, threatened, it threatens to alter the very nature of humanity as we know it. I mean, we're looking at a future where people are going to become slaves to technology in, in the worst ways imaginable. Where people are going to literally be prisoners in their own body and mind. Well, and and yeah, they're going to be brainwashed to think that this is a good thing. Oh, they're keeping us safe. And yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we need to have, I think, some of the advances that we have made as human beings, but we also have to slow down our pace. You know, as much yeah. as they try and threaten that we're being attacked by aliens and everything else. Well, here's the thing. If we're going to be attacked by aliens, they obviously had technology to get here, so they're obviously going to win no matter what we do, and we're never going to catch up to them. So that's all bullshit. Throw that out the door. So should we maybe think about pausing technology to a certain extent as, and, you know, and maybe develop some kind People. of structure so that – that people that weren't, the technology that's advanced is that is for the benefit of man. People weren't meant to advance as fast as they have in the past couple of hundred years, man. People subconsciously can't even keep up with it. That's why that's why nobody understands science and shit that they have. I mean, because look, I mean, look, look how much we've advanced in the last two hundred years. That's more than all the rest of history combined. And hell, even just and past, hell, even in just the past sixty years. And it's going to speed up. Oh, you That's know part what? of Moore's law. Yeah. But you know what? The advancement's done a lot of good, hasn't it? Now you've got a room full of people all staring at their phones, typing to each other rather than socializing. Now you don't even yeah. know who your neighbor is. 
Yeah, I mean, just just think about when you're. I know when I was a kid, I can remember, you know, you know, riding our bikes and you know, finding a log and a piece of wood and using it to jump over. When's the last time you've seen kids doing stuff like that? You rarely see them even doing that kind of stuff anymore. You know, you rarely, you know, see one of the neighbors chasing the kids out of the woods because they set a fire in the woods or something like that. You know, I mean, I remember having some fun when I was a kid. And we weren't, I remember my parents yelling at me this morning, came in the house. What are you doing? It's nice outside. Get outside. And now they just sit inside and sit there with their brains just streaming into this, you know, these computer games that all they do is show you, all right, you got to get points when you kill that guy. You get points when you steal that car. You get points when you yeah. rape that hooker. I mean, that's how they're learning. I mean, setting fires and jumping over logs and breaking your leg, I think is better than going around earning points on killing people. <laughs> you know, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, back in the day, too, I remember before, I mean, you know, there was a time when, you know, it was, it was when kids, they didn't have all like all these million different video games. They weren't glued to an Xbox, uh, you know, all day, every day, the way they are now. I mean, there was a time when, when kids had to use their imagination a little more. You know, they'd go out there and they'd, you know, they'd play like cops and robbers or something, you know, when they were, when, when, they were, when they were young little boys. Or they'd go out there and they'd wrestle or something. And, you and know, I think you're right I mean, about that. Yeah. It's imagination and, and, because... That's why they can't think for themselves nowadays, and that's why they don't understand the show, because all they've been programmed is to the show. You know, we've they've been programmed a to the show. Especially when it comes to our men, we've raised a generation of, yeah. of people who are either who are either too weak or too stupid to be able to function. Yeah. Well, we got that, yeah. you know. Look at, look at our caller tonight, okay? Our caller was Brandon Kirk, Okay. Who is on our chat right now is Robert Wilbur. That is Brandon Kirk. Okay? Yeah. But our caller trolled me for six, seven years, and then he stopped. And I gave him respect for stopping trolling. But the guy's asleep. You know, when he comes in the show, he wants to play, he wants to play devil's advocate. He does not understand that a devil's advocate job, the only reason they ever had a devil's advocate to begin with, was to keep the truth suppressed, to keep people yeah. confused. So I yeah, don't like You know, listen, yeah. I don't mean I didn't Well, mean I'll say this. Wrong, but, you know, listen, he's just not awake. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. I'll say this awake. about the devil's advocate thing. I'll say this. It depends on, on, on what they're doing. They're, if they're doing it to honestly make a, a logical point, then, 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 okay, I'll, I'll hear their point out. If they're just doing it to be subversive, that's a different That's a different. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he's just not. Know. I think he's not. And he's just not awake. And you know what? Sometimes I go off on awake people. It's not. It's not my fault. I just, you know, you know. Sometimes I just get tired of just the pettiness, and it's like, uh, you know, I, I gotta, you know, what I need to do is I need to draw a difference between awake people and stupid people, you know, because you know, just because they're not awake doesn't mean that they're necessarily stupid. It just means they're not awake. And to me, sometimes I look at not awake people as just stupid because it's like, oh, my God, really? You know, but it's not always their fault. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that Brandon is stupid by no means at all. He's just not awake. I don't dislike him. I'm just saying I don't agree with the devil's advocate more than I would like to see him come on. And, you know, he could question something and then sit on a fence and go look for yourself. Then after you look for yourself, come back with an opinion. Don't tell somebody oh, yeah. else well, to go show facts if you're not going to go look for yourself. 
No. Well, you know, I mean, that's it. I mean, Bill knows. I mean, I studied. I studied everything from Sumerian history to Phoenician history to, to Greek history to you know, literally to the Eastern Urals to French history to you name it. You know, so I studied it. You know, so don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Pick a subject that I didn't study. Then tell me. You know, if you want to talk about the history of Fiji, all right, well, then I don't know shit about it, so I'm willing to listen to you. But when it comes to, you know, a lot of uh, European and Middle Eastern and American history, I studied the shit out of it, and I studied the real history, I so I know what I'm talking but about. But he was also talking about the study, that's a different story. Yeah. He was I'm, also talking about the $100,000 when he first came on the show that Scythor and conspiracy yeah. granny half up. And he says, how do you know that money's really there? And then he tried because to Because they use, got a lawyer. It's, it's legally contracted. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you can call it up. You can talk to a lawyer. And, you know, it's there. They're waiting for somebody to meet their lawyer in court so they can hand them the $100,000. So, I mean, that's you how know, you know it's there. Yeah. But if you, if you don't even make the phone call, don't say, how do you know it's not there? You know, because you obviously yeah, didn't do the basic he, research. Well, he, wanted, he wanted to bring up, well, who's going to want $100,000 if you tell him a kid died, he believes people died. Well, I've got well, nothing against the belief that people died, but when somebody asked him for proof somebody died, then he's thinking, yeah. well, people would be offended by that. So what? So what? You have every right to go down to the coroner's office and ask them for a copy of somebody's death certificate. Once somebody dies, that stuff is a matter of public, uh, of, 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 of public affair. So you it have is. a right to go to the Connecticut. You could go to the Connecticut State Medical Office, and I can even tell you where it is. It's in Meriden, Connecticut, and you can go up um, I-95. You get on Route 9. You get off the second exit. You head north for about a quarter mile, and that's the Medi- Connecticut Medical Examiner's Office. You can go in there, ask for a death certificate for whatever name that you have to fill out, whatever name that you're asking it for. And you pay whatever fee you have to get a copy of it, and you should be able to get a copy of it. Well, I mean, exactly. if it's, you know, if you're not willing to do those steps, then you can't say something doesn't exist. If you, you, you know, you can't say that. I mean, if you're not even willing to just do those steps, because here's the thing there's other people that have tried to do this and they can't get it because it doesn't exist. <laughs> And not only that, just so people know and clear on the hundred thousand dollar reward, it's not cash; it's in gold and silver, and that's been verified. So not only uh, you know you can really make out if gold goes up or silver goes up, you could even get more than a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Sider and Granny put their life savings on this, and you know what? <laughs> they wouldn't be doing it if they already know there's no proof to, to get it. <laughs> Yeah, I've got uh, a caller here, or a typer here, a person typing in the box. Uh, Hickok says, uh, speaking of money, I can't leave the state for the time being. Jerry, how can I send you some money for 12 slash 14? Oh, that would be great. Um, it's not super necessary. We do have enough money to go now. And, you know, and, like, and like I said, I'm not here for the money. I mean, if you do no- donate some money, it will go for the next protest. So, uh, you know, just so you know, I mean, we'd love to have your money because it can always help even for the next protest. But um, I do have enough money, you know, thanks to, you know, Zachary Hubbard and some of his fans and, 
you know, a few other people that um, everything should be okay for the, the protest. Um, more importantly than money is just sharing the information about the protest. But if you do um, um, want to send some money for the future protest, um, you can send me your email address, and um, I can send you the PayPal link. Um, uh, my email is... Uh, I'll spell it out for you. It's J E R R Y Z E N, the number one, just the number, at iCloud.com. Again, that's J E R R Y Z E N, one, at iCloud.com. And just put your name in there and I'll respond to it. And again, like I said, um, we do have enough money for the protest. Um, the extra money would be great because that would help give us a kickstart for the next protest, which, you know, we're, we're shooting towards May for. Um, but it's not super necessary. The most important thing is just getting the, the information out there. That's what I'd like more than anything uh, because that's not just, you know, that it helps get the information out there that it's happening, but it's for the people that are going for our own safety because the more people that know that it's happening, the less chance that we have of them harassing us. So, you know, that, that would be the best help. That's it. I think, you know, yeah. and I'm hoping to keep people there. Because, you know, that's one of the things I discovered is really hard. Jerry's been struggling with this, and I would like to see people. Jerry knows this already. I would like to have a protest right up here in the state I'm in. I would like to see people all across the United States take it and, take it and start doing this themselves. Because we've got yeah, to get but... out from behind computers. We've got to do something. I mean, doing nothing you can't get up on a computer and keep making a video and think that's going to get you anywhere. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make a big change in, in your own local areas, what you want to do is, um, is you know, look up online and see if there's a U.S. Army Civilian Affairs um, Reserve Office or Psychological Command Reserve Office near you, and then call them up and ask them to not be involved in any false flag activities. You know, when when they start to be aware that people understand how these things are going on, it's going to make it a lot more difficult for them to do it. You know, so things like that are the great help, too. But, you know, I really appreciate any help. But like I said, it, 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 you know, I think I got it covered. I hope I do. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, you, know, you know, getting the information out there is great and all that stuff, too. All right, well, a few months and he'll be out here. That would be great, too, because, uh, you know, we're talking like um, in May, you know, because uh, you know how uh, the Illuminati likes to have their May 1st is their big holiday, the Satanic Ritual holiday, the Nazi holiday is all May 1st. So we thought of doing it on May 1st just to shove it in their face, <laughs> you know. He says, shit, that- Jerry, was that .com or .net for the email? It was iCloud, um, um, dot com. Dot com. Yeah, so it's J E R R Y Z E N one at iCloud dot com. I would type it in there, but since I've been kicked off of YouTube, I can't type it in there. <laughs> you want me? You want me type it in there, man? Yeah, you can type it in there because I got kicked off. Jerry J E R R Y. What is it again? Zen Z E N. The number one at iCloud.com. <laughs> okay, yeah, you 
YouTube has a I go to, I go to leave cut. Bill a, a comment today on one of his videos, and I'm like, oh shit, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even like a video. I'm like, what? Well, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And something about YouTube and their sense of humor when it comes to truth. They have no humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. Do you well, know, I mean, it's, you know how it's, many people get so easily off? to piss people off because everybody's so fucking super sensitive about everything, man. I think so fucking sickeningly PC. I mean, have you, and and comedians, it's funny, because I'm not sure that's a stage act, too, but comedians have even came forward now and... Uh, I mean, have, have there been some of them that have complained about because it's hard to be, a, uh, especially like a stand-up comedian, without without having to um, play the like, stupid fucking PC rules. I remember, like, I don't know, like even like Steinfeld came out and said something. I know Steinfeld is probably a fucking. I mean, he's surely an agent too. I mean, I'm sure all of Hollywood. I mean, fucking, but yeah. <laughs> mm. What were you know. saying there, Jerry? Well, I was just asking Warren if he's noticed how many people, you know, any of the good stuff that used to be on YouTube, you notice how you can't even find it anymore? Yeah. It's like it's, it's all disappearing. It's all disappearing so fast. You know, it, 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 you know, they've changed it slow enough that I don't think a lot of people are going to notice it. But, I mean, if people are just waking up now and starting to get into videos on YouTube, it kind of scares me a little bit because – a lot of the videos out there that are popular or whatnot, they're given truth and then they're misleading people so much. I actually am worried about the people that are just waking up now. That's why I'm like trying to pause people where they say, let's wake everybody up. I'm like, wait a second. We wake them up. And the first thing they're doing is they're going to be going right on to the programming out there that, you know, they already took over and pushed all the good stuff out. So, you know, what's going to happen there. That's a dangerous thing. And it scares me a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, information that I used to be able to find easy online back when I had a debunked uh, Alan Watt, found out that he had plagiarized Glenn Keeley and all that stuff. All the information that was out there on the, on the, on the forums and the web, it's all gone now, man. So now when I come there and I'm trying to explain that to somebody, they will prove it. I go back and look for my proof. My, all my proof ain't there anymore, man. It used to be I there. Know. So now it's like well, I'm stuck just... with my hands up. I mean, well, well, I know I'm telling the truth, but I can't prove it. <laughs> uh, it's was, it's was crazy. They had um, you know, because I used to say I save a lot of my stuff, and I screen. I have like uh, I looked at looked at my thing today. I have like over seven thousand screenshots, you know. So I, I that's how I you know I save stuff and I write down in a notebook. But I also had Wiki Notes, you know, an app that uh, I had like fifteen hundred pages saved. Well, they redid the Wiki Notes, and now you can't access it anymore. So all the pages I had saved, all the information I have. Is gone, just wiped gone. And yeah. you know, how am I supposed to remember over fifteen hundred pages of what I saved? You know, because I I put them in order, so I you know I can understand why this you know thing in history led to that thing in history because I put everything in order, and now it's gone. You know, thankfully another thing I did, and people should do this when they wake up. I I got some of these with what's called brain maps. You know, and what you do is they're like. Uh, they're like little pods and nodes where you can put, like, let's say you're looking up the French Revolution. You can write down the French Revolution in one pod. And then you could put, you know, in another pod, you know, you know the Masons and how it connected with, the, you know, the French Revolution and, you know, all these different things. And it could all stretch out. And then you could save it. So that way you have at least a chain of events 
that you can remember. And I did this stuff for, I mean, if I looked into some of my stuff, it's kind of insane how much stuff I saved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a lot of yeah, stuff I mean, saved myself. I've got two external hard drives, and I got one almost completely full. And I have saved so much stuff. And sometimes, but the problem I had was I should have categories, you know, put it in categories so I could find yeah. it easier. But I didn't use my head about it. I just kept saving and saving with no categories. I need to start downloading all my information onto like a disk or something, somewhere I can back it up on file. That way, that, that way if the information is taken down, I still have a copy. Yeah. You know, I, I just opened up one of my things that has like, you know, I have a whole bunch of them. This one just happened to have like 185 nodes. <laughs> All right, so like one node is the American Nazi Party, and then the next node, you know, and they all have notes within them how it connects to um, Jack Benny and Fred Allen and and Groucho Marx, and you know how it connects to the separatists and the World Union Free Enterprise and the white nationalism, and then all the white nationalists, you know, like the Ziegfeld Theater and George Lincoln Rockwell and Booth Bay, Maine. I mean, I literally I'm contracting all this stuff because, you know, I put it together. So, matter of fact, I should have told this guy, how do I have evidence? Well, I, <laughs> you know what? Here, you, give me your, give me your uh, email. I'll send you a whole chart of how this is all laid out. So, how do I have evidence? Why? Because, you know what? I actually did the responsible thing. When I looked up something, I actually made notes. You know, if you want to look like, I, I even have a note here for Yale Divinity School and information on Yale D- Divinity School. And everything from, you know, the, the Social Science Research Council. I mean, you name it, you know, and, you know, all these things that you couldn't even imagine that I, I say, you know. So don't say I don't know because I actually did the homework. And I not only did I do the homework, I charted the homework. You know, I mean, what's the use of looking something up if you're not, you know, I looked it up. Okay, you looked it up, then what did you do with it, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I have a lot of stuff here, you know, everything from, you know, the history of Berkeley to, you know, to Radcliffe to you name it. I have it on here. Sean Fain. You know what's crazy, Jerry, is you get all these people out yeah. there, they, they, they learn all this information. They get all this information, right? You think they've learned a lot about how they're to how away they are. And you realize, man, without that information, they don't got a drop of knowledge, man. You know, they talk about how, how toxic the rest of society is and how brainwashed everybody else is, and, and yet they behave the same way they complain about everybody else acting. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking. Look, I got one here with the Five Bedded Kappa Society and how it connects to Oliver Wendell Holmes and W.E. Boys and the NWACP and all these different things. It's... It, it, if you, like you said, well, if you're doing it, yeah, everybody thinks that, you know, you read something, you have the knowledge. No, I mean, you know, we're not going to retain everything, so you need to do something to store this information. You know, I, I, you know, I don't have the best storage processes, and a lot of my stuff is written down and scribbled on notebooks, which is horrible because I can barely read my writing because it's so horrible. But at least when, you know, what people don't understand is like, it, you know, I, I learned something when I was in high school. You know, if I was worried about a test and I was going to cheat, I'd, I'd start writing little things, little pieces of paper or something to hide in a pocket or something like that. And then when I went and took the test, I was realizing that I didn't need to look at that little piece of paper 
because me writing those, that, those answers down to the quest, you know, test questions was making me learn those answers. So, Here's the thing, you know, <laughs> Here's the thing. Part of the journey, man, is, is as you learn, as your awareness of the world around you grows, you know, you've got to be willing to conform to your new perception of the world to, to, as you're learning, to, you know, to new facts, to new ideas. Don't conform to the system. Don't conform to humanity. Conform to reality, man. You know, I mean, you've got to make changes within yourself, man, as, as you learn. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't want to make changes within themselves. That, uh, you got a lot of people in the truth movement who will talk about, you know, uh, who will talk about, you know, uh, self-reflection. You got to make changes in yourself. But a lot of them, it's just a, a lot of people out there. That's just a meaningless slogan. You know, it's just words. That's all it is. It's empty words. Very few people okay. out there really take that to heart. I, I, I gotta love this note I made: satanic rituals to Aspen Institute to Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I even, I even I even charted Chelsea Clinton's MK Ultra programming. <laughs> you know, I, I mean stuff I've forgotten about. I've even done, but I'm happy now. Somebody asked me, you know, next time I'll probably return to this if the guy asked me a question about, well, how do you know this or that? Well, I, you know, because I can tell you what page it's on because I put notes. <laughs> you know, you know, so it's, you know, so now we know. That uh, Chelsea Clinton's uh, MK Ultra training was done uh, via the Aspen Institute. Okay, so if that helps anybody, <laughs> you know. And then the <laughs> Chicago corruption, the Weather Underground. People don't even know the, you know, how that, you know, how Hillary Clinton was involved in the Communist Party. They need to research the Weather Underground. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, My CDs you know. are DVD online and both. Mm-hmm. Huh? Hey, you know, you got to figure, man. Well, the U.S. We we think about how, how many different ideological forces have, 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 have infiltrated and invaded the U.S. government, right? Because we know, okay, yeah. the Nazis invaded the U.S. intelligence agencies. There goes that damn mouse. The Nazis <laughs> invaded the U.S. intelligence agencies uh, with Operation Paperclip. Right. Yeah. And and then we have the communists and the, that have infiltrated the U.S. government. I so I mean, got the, we got the far they right. Be- huh? They were here before this. You got to remember, you know, the biggest Nazi out there it was uh, Prescott Bush because he got him going. <laughs> he funded. Yeah, him. yeah. He, he's you know, so you know that Nazi thing was already behind it. And then if you're talking about Prescott Bush, you're talking about the Skull and Bones. So when we can't really look at just Paperclip. We've got to look at Skull and Bones because they were kind of behind Nazis, the Nazism. So, you know, you know we've got to understand how that's, you know, kind of even behind the Nazis, that, that undertone, that 322 behind the Nazis. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, something important too, I think. So, you know, I, I don't think it's just that the Nazis – I, I think what happened a lot with the Nazis is the Nazis learned a lot of things, and when we brought them over, they just, you know, they were still part of the same party because the Skull and Bones was always Nazi. Yeah, yep. you know. Well, you know, that's why, you know, that's why one of the reasons I really love Jerry because, and what he says is correct. 
he goes and he digs deeper than what most people dig. And when he keeps digging, and you know what Jerry has said is so true. If you keep digging into something, you find more and more and more. The only sad thing is, is they're scrubbing, 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 making it harder and harder to find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, well, I mean, it's just like a 1984, you know. I mean, you got to keep up with your books. I mean, you know, because, you know, they keep trying to cover their trails, and you have to, I mean, you know, all, all the information that uh, keeps track of their details, you know, is, is made illegal, you know. So, the, like, the, the crime market of the future is peddling information, you know, peddling, peddling books. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny, man, because it's, it's probably true, Warren, is like, you know, somebody wants a book on, you know, uh, you know, some truth that they really buried, and you know, some of these books might actually get expensive and be like, you know, kind of almost illegal and taboo. You know, just books on basic history—that's true. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, that is actually true, because when they did away with books, they don't want people knowing or burying and hiding. They're going to make it so it's illegal for you to get it. They're going to make it so it's punishable if you have it because they don't want people knowing the truth. And they've already got that to some degree. They've got stuff that's contraband literature. You know, some of this stuff you could argue that, that might be that might be for the better. Like if it's like stuff that's, that, that incites terrorist activity or something like that. Okay, I can see. Yeah. But I mean, some of it, of course, is just, you know, are you sure you know it's contraband literature just because it's blowing a whistle on information that they don't like? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not all a call to violence. I mean, there's probably is stuff out there like that. Though. But, I mean, I, I, yeah. I can understand banning stuff that, you know, that, that, that's inciting violence. It's all about inciting violence and shit. I mean, you know, but. It's a, it's a scary, scary world. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, uh, my George Soros note is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh my well, gosh. you know that thing that you know that a Nazi, uh, no, 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 the communist uh, rules that I read at the beginning of the show, Warren. Yeah. Well, the guy that the guy that's on the show right now named Jerry. That's where I got it. <laughs> oh yeah. I well, I mean, I didn't get it. I mean, you know, I have other ones like that too. That's not a detailed one. If you look at like the American Communist Party, how it was formed in the United States, I mean, some of the things. You know, the, you know, a lot of the procedures that they've talked about for 80, 100 years basically follow along exactly what the the Democrat Party has been doing over the years. And, you know, it, you know what they'll do is they sh- they'll show some of the ideas aren't so bad, but they show you how they did it to, to become what they did. And it all makes sense. And it's really kind of scary, you know. And, hey, and, and then it, here's my question to you, though, man. Yeah. Okay. We we can see this within the counterculture figures going as far back as the 50s, where they all had like communist connections and stuff like that. Even Martin Luther King Jr. had communist, and some people oh, yeah. alleged that John Lennon did. I mean, it's never really been confirmed nor denied. But here's my thing about that: at the same time, we're told that there's the old left and the new left, right? And that the old liberals aren't like the new liberals. I mean, have you heard? That? I mean, I think according to history, I think they were. I, I just don't think they realized that they were with the old left. You know, the old left, I, I, I think it was still part of their plan, you know, because they had to look like what they had to look like in the old left. 
so that people would take the side of it before they could start turning. And that was part of their whole process. So it's not that the old left was bad. I just don't think they realized what process they were a part of, if that makes any sense. No? Yeah, 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 I agree. You know, so, I mean, you know, I I mean, even when I was there growing up a Democrat mother, I mean, I was left too because, you know, I thought a lot of the issues I talked about were, you know, good, positive, you know, issues. But I didn't realize the history enough to truly understand it. And now that I understand why the old left was like the old left, and even though the people that were in the old left don't understand it, I understand it. I understand that it was bad, but I also understand the right side and how they work with the left side. And, you know, people don't understand that part of it. You know, that that part is still something that people can't accept. They can't accept that, you know, I mean, that that this is all, you know, people forget. They, you yeah, know, people people yeah. want to pick a team, man. You know, like, like yeah. even on a lot of counterculture figures of our society, they claim to be anti-authority. They're really just anti one half of the authorities. Yeah. You know, but that be. I mean, usually, I mean, it's, it's anti-Republican. But I mean, but you know, it's it's that was the design. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's always been that global. You know, people don't realize that you know, the Fabian. Um, uh, the Fabian School, the London School of Economics, is where Kennedy went to. Kennedy was yeah. a Fabian social. He was a Fabian socialist globalist. He was a globalist. The difference, what you know, I was talking about earlier tonight. The difference, what Kennedy was, is he got to the point where he wanted to see globalism, you know, ruled by one faction of the team that was going to get together and be the good globalist, and the you know rest of the you know the you know evil people that wanted to control said hell no (laughs) you know they weren't going to have globalism the way kennedy wanted it and you know i think globalism the way kennedy wanted wanted it probably wouldn't have been bad and that's you know that's what it comes down to because you know people forget you know he was at the top you know pretty far at the top of the you know the knights of columbus which is part of the catholic church so you know you know the vatican and everybody else wouldn't have gave the permission to kill him or, or anything like that Unless they, you know, they started thinking he was a threat, you know. So, you know, that's that's that question. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, but I'm still to up in the air. Today, you know, he was, yeah, I'm still kind of up in the to... air about you know the whole Kennedy situation, like what to make of Kennedy, man, because. You know, I mean, on one hand, he did blow the whistle on the secret societies and everything else. I mean, like right before they popped him. On the other hand, yeah. you know, I mean, he knew he knew about this stuff long beforehand. He was in the Moose Society. His his, his dad was very close he's friends with the a, Rockefellers. Yeah. He's a bloodline. You know, they're, they're bloodline families. You know, they're a bloodline. The Kennedys are a bloodline family. You know, he's no different than anything else. He was, you know, I mean, he had his, you know. They've they've kind of steered away from a lot of his faults, you know. And it's, well, you, know, you know, he wasn't perfect. There's one thing. There's one thing that stuck out yeah. about Kennedy. He he was the only president who wasn't blood related to British royalty. He was. He is. I know that for a fact. I was, uh, my <laughs> understanding, he he was the one exception. Nah, he He's is. still elite, but he won't he won't he won't British royalty. He he was. He is. Yes, he, he wasn't. He didn't have to be. I mean, he, he, 
the same royalty. I mean, he could have he, he was connected to the French royalty, you know, to the Normans, and you know. So I mean, which they are part of that same French thing. I mean, you know, he's bloodline. It's just a little bit different bloodline. Um, yeah, well, you know, that was gonna say bloodlines, Jerry. Yeah. You know, Kennedy was bloodline, and Kennedy, well, he did he did expose the secret societies and things like that before he got popped. And then I know some other bloodline that exposes a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say well, I, know, I, tell you, I, <laughs> I, I tell you what there, there is something weird about You know they always say that the Knights of Columbus Are like the some of the assassins Of the Catholic Church But you know versus the Masons Where I live here now It's all Knights of Columbus big time Big time and you don't see much of the Knights of Columbus Anymore uh, throughout the country and there's a definite difference. I don't, I don't know what it is, but they're I, I, they're they're somewhat different, you know. They're they're strange. You know what the weird thing about the Knights of Columbus, though, although it's it's kind of scary, is their home base is right uh, right across from the New Haven Green, across from Yale, and you know the tunnels that connect all through Yale connect to the Knights of Columbus, you know, because I know that because I've been in the tunnels, so. You know, I, I know that for a fact, but it's just always been weird that they were a part well, of. Well, see, uh, that goes back to what I've been saying. There, there's systems of tunnels everywhere you go uh, underneath us, in every country in the world. There's systems of tunnels. Oh, yeah. Like there's literally a world beneath our feet. That uh, literally, I mean, you know, down in caves and things like that. These elites now, <laughs> they decide to like nuke the, the world. All they have to do is go down to their little underground complex where they have their own little bomb shelters and they got their own little like places where they can grow food and livestock and I mean do I mean they got everything they need to survive, you know? Yeah, well, you know the the the, um, the the Templars have always been tunnel diggers. I mean that's what they do. That's their specialty. You know, I mean they they dig tunnels. I mean that's been going on throughout history. They're they're tunnel people. You know, I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> so, you know, they're not going to stop digging tunnels. That's what they do. They're tunnel diggers. You know, they've been, you know, from the, you go back through the Crusades when they were digging, you know, digging back into the tunnels that uh, to dig out. You know, the uh, the reason why they knew the uh, the hidden, you know, the the hidden books and everything else were under, you know, the temple in Jerusalem. Is because they come from the family that you know what happened was when King Titus sacked Jerusalem, the Jewish priests took off to uh, France and Germany. Okay, and so that family, you know, those those Jewish priests bloodline ended up going back to get their stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. all that happened. You know, when when Titus got rid of them, they were, you know they they hid their knowledge and they escaped into to, to France. And people think like these French Templars, they you know, they heard about knowledge and started digging. No, it's because they already knew it was there. They just waited till a time when they could get back there. And you know, everybody thinks they were these crusades, you know, were going on when the te- when the Templars were fighting. Well they were actually getting along with the assassins and they were teaching each other, they were having wars with each other, but they were also the top levels were learning from each other. And the assassins taught them a lot of brainwashing techniques. And some of that, they used some of that and brought it back to Europe. So they didn't just come back with the hidden knowledge. They also came back with a lot of knowledge they learned from the Hashim, you know? Yeah. And then, and then they, not only that, then they brought their crap all over the world. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. And well, yeah, because, to, you know, I mean, really, the, 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 the Freemasons are really just the Knights Templar. I mean, they, and, that, yeah, and it's, it's yeah. funny because because uh, they talk about the Knights Templars that it's like a, something that was disbanded, but it never really, it never really was disbanded. Not I mean officially it was, no, but unofficially they just changed their names. They changed no, their names. Yeah, they went and underground. And, and, and they more ways than one, literally really and figuratively. Yeah, they really <laughs> didn't hide that hard. They went. Most of them went to Switzerland. You know, you know, some of them went to Spain, some of them went, you know, here and there, but you know, they went to Scotland. But you know, they, they, you know, from what I'm reading, it doesn't, you know, it was just one French king that got real pissed off. The Pope was still on the side. You know, they talk about how the Pope, you know, was against them, but it looks like the Pope was on their side. So it was all a big yeah. scam. But then again, if you look through the history, the papacy has been nothing but a big joke, anyways. You know. You know, what was happening is they're dismantling that priest. That priest is on the way out. The new priest is on the way in. Mm. You, it's oh, gonna be kind of like how like when when Christianity rose and you, you had like a whole lot of people that were that were still onto their old traditional pagan beliefs and and you know all, all those that refused to to, uh, to convert were eventually you know, put on the chopping block. You know. Uh, well, that's kind of how it was then. Well, it's going to be kind of similar to that, you know, with the new religion. I think when it comes in, well, did, you know, did you, the new did you religion hear me started coming in, Warren. Yeah, well, yeah. did you hear me and Bill's answer last night to um, to the new religion? How how we're going to beat it? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I declared myself the Jewish Messiah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They, they, can't, they can't have any other Messiah come in because Jerry's the new Messiah. So screw everybody else, you know, because I looked at it like this, because if the Jewish people that, you know, they think they could do all these bad things to bring about their Messiah, well, what kind of Messiah would that be? That would be a piece of crap Messiah. We don't want no piece of crap Messiah. So I'm going to declare yeah. myself Messiah before they can have somebody Messiah. So now they can't have a Messiah because Jerry's the Messiah. <laughs> yeah. I figure since I'm yeah. Jewish. You know, they're going to have to go along with it, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, sorry, sorry. We don't care about your Messiah. Sorry. In 24 hours is the new Messiah. Yeah, yeah. And my first thing is going to be to give all the land back to Palestine, and now they have to be slaves to the Palestinians. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that really is a crazy thing, right? I mean, you look at what uh, the, the idea is that the state of Israel supposedly formed on them is that, is that they were fleeing the Holocaust to, uh, you know, to, to build a homeland away from that, right, supposedly, right? At least that's what they believed, right? I mean, so yeah. so then they start going to the Palestinians, and what do they do? They start rounding them up in, like, a fucking genocide. I mean, just like the fucking yeah, Well, I mean, that, you know, that's the thing where people don't want to accept that the the elite Jews were actually the ones behind, the, you, know, you know, the Nazi party. And people don't want to accept that. But all you have to do is look what they're doing now. Who else on this planet is rounding people up, putting them into a small area, and then bombing the shit out of it? You know, the Palestinians put bombs and toys and leave them on the roads in the Palestinian neighborhoods waiting for kids to pick them up. So these are sick people. They're, 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 they're enacting genocide right in front of our faces and trying to also say they're the victims of a Holocaust. Wait a second. You're the only people out there on the planet right now that are enacting genocide. 
So, you know? wait, maybe maybe the story we were told might not be exactly right because why would you do the exact thing that you were so horrified of happening? It doesn't make any sense. And, and you know, just like that trivium method, it, there's no contradictions in nature. So if there's a contradiction, there might be a lie, and you should investigate thir- further. And it's crazy how, you know, there's a big contradiction when the people that are the victims of genocide are supposedly genociding people. Well, not supposedly, they are genociding people. So these people that are genociding people are the victims of a genocide? That's a contradiction. So people should investigate that more. And, you know, God forbid if you actually said, well, maybe the story we were told in the Holocaust is not exactly the way it was. You know, what if we told them the truth on how, you know, that the, the Jewish leaders said, well, no, we need for some Jewish people to die because, you know, that's how they wanted it to look. They don't realize that a lot of Jewish people died because you know the why Jewish that was because the Jewish, the Jewish aristocracy at that time wanted to get wanted a reason to get the common Jews to go along with the Zionist agenda. Yeah. So they said, you know, we got to sacrifice some Jews to scare the shit out of them and, you know, to sell our you know, just to sell them on, on Zionism. Well, you know, I, you know, like the Rothschild Castle in France that, you know, bears the same last name, <laughs> name as me. Yeah. Lafayre's La mm-hmm. Castle in France. Now, why, why during World War II did that not get hit with one bomb or a bullet? <laughs> you know? If, if they're so Jewish, they're right, on, they're right on the border of Germany, the same way that the Germans came into France, so they had to pass the Rothschild's castle or, uh, you know, or, you know, chateau or whatever they call it, and, and they just didn't hit it. This big, giant castle in the middle of nowhere, everything, everything else is a small little house. They just happened to, oh, we're just going to walk by it. Hi, Mr. Rothschild, we're just here to invade France. <laughs> how do people not get this, you know? It's just like how I yeah. just never bombed Israel. You know, wait, wait a second. If we're gonna we're gonna come over here and do a terrorist attack in America. We're gonna do some up in uh, in the UK. We're gonna do some down in Spain. You know, maybe we're gonna have some in you know France. You know, maybe we're gonna go down to Australia and have some ISIS attacks too. But we're gonna skip over um, Israel. That's right next to us. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and the ones that they claim to be most violently against, that hate them most more than anybody, probably even more than the U.S. <laughs> But they're not going to. But they're not going to have any attacks there. They're going. But they're going to attack all these other places. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're they're going to something to go through all the heck that they have to go through to get to America or else. How the hell did ISIS get to Australia? That's what I want to know. Do they have some kind of secret <laughs> navy? They stuck, how the hell did they get to Australia? How the hell they? I know. <laughs> I know how they got. I know how they got there. They, yeah. they were like an ice cube and they floated on the water. Uh, yeah, they just floated over. They, they you know, they <laughs> people are so stupid. I, it blows my mind sometimes. It blows my mind. You know. Okay, yeah. So we're down to the it, last it, minute. So I'm just letting you know we're down to the last minute. The show's gonna cut us off. So uh, uh, what call tonight? Because you're both up on Blog Talk, and Blog Talk's about to say bye in 40 seconds. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I, I just meant to call in for a minute I'm sorry for interrupting the show for so long <laughs> Oh no, that's alright You did great, you did great So uh, we'll see you uh, Thursday night With Warren and I'll be back here again On Sunday with Jerry <laughs> My favorite night of the week And I was actually happy to have Jerry On here with Warren tonight That was cool 
But until uh-huh. then, people, okay. I guess you all have a good one. And for the next show, take Good night, Bill. Good night, uh, Warren. Uh-huh. Good night, everybody. Good night, man. I'll see you all next week.